0: Woo. What a bonkers week one around the NFL Sunday, still one more to game Monday night football, we make our picks here with the Seahawks and the Broncos for Monday night football, but a ton to get to get to you from Sunday, including the Dak Prescott injury, a number of other important injuries around the league, which teams are uh, in trouble after one week of the NFL season. And maybe which teams did we underrate coming into the year? And I think there's some clear elites around the NFL after one Game, Can we even draw those conclusions? Matt and I will get into it on today's Peacock and Williamson.
1: NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring
0: you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. We'll hit some of your Twitter Tuesday questions tomorrow. I know you have a lot of them now that you've seen your football teams playing NFL football here in the regular season of 2022. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's start with some bad news, and that was uh, the injuries around the NFL in week number one. None bigger than quarterback das- Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, who is out depending on the severity of this broken thumb is what they think it is. And we'll have MRIs and more information on, on a lot of these injuries tomorrow. But with Dak, Matt, this is huge for the Dallas Cowboys. Broken thumb could be four to six at best, probably more like six to eight weeks on the injury for Dak Prescott. And that could just completely derail their season.
1: Yeah. And I want to get to that in one second, but just a quick preference. I mean, it's Overreaction Monday to no degree, you know, to, to the nth degree, but I still think we're gonna do it. You know, I am so exuberant about what we saw. We just saw a wave of unbelievable football, especially in that one o'clock hour here, Eastern. <laughs> Your team played in a utter swamp. My team played one of the craziest games I've ever seen, and then it went all, all day long. So what a blast that was. I mean, I'm sure you had as good a time as I did.
0: Hey, we only have one week of information, so let's react to the only information yeah. we have, which is to overreact. Let's do it.
1: But Dallas, I didn't have them making the playoffs. I think there's been a lot of bad mojo going into the season. Some of the receivers they were trotting out there, even when Dak was healthy, I had not heard of. Left tackle problems. And I really thought their saving grace, especially in their division, when you look at Wentz, Jones, and Hurts, was, well, they definitely have the best quarterback, though. You know, I mean, Dak can raise all ships maybe more than the, the other divisional quarterbacks. Well... I'm guessing that's going to be 6-8, to eight, and they don't have Andy Dalton as a backup anymore, and the offense was really sputtering to be kind to begin with, and I I think this is a big, big deal. I mean, I'm going to overreact to no end, and I think Dallas is in massive trouble.
0: Not only are they in trouble because they lost their quarterback, which we thought was going to buoy this team, which is why mm-hmm. I still pick them to win the East, but they look like they were in trouble even before Dak. God. Oh, big time. They, they they looked bad up front. They had no weapons outside of C.D. Lamb. He had... How many targets did C.D. Lamb have and only, what, one catch in the first half of the game? Yeah, uh, it felt like they know, were running like
1: a box and one on C.D. Lamb or like triple Lamb, You know, like there was only C. one guy they're afraid of.
0: They clearly weren't scared of anybody else in the passing game. Yep. And, and why would you be? And C.D. Lamb had 11 targets, only had two catches in the game for 29 yards. Uh, yeah, th- brutal. That's just, and, and no no help up front for Dak Prescott, which is part of the reason why he got hurt. Um, you know, high five and a defender as he's trying to get the ball out of his hands. Well, <laughs> exactly. so, it was bad anyway. So I don't like, if you're the Cowboys, do you even go make, you know, let's say it's eight to 10 weeks, worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out all season. Your season's done. Do you go spend a draft pick? Go try to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo to save the season. Or did it look so bad outside of Dak that it's not even worth saving?
1: I think that's a really tough conversation. And, my hunch is just judging their offseason, they realize that maybe we got to stop spending. Maybe we got to stop going all in. They weren't as aggressive as usual this offseason. I kind of felt like they were in a holding pattern in terms of team building, spending. Maybe we'll keep some picks going and, you know, move on. Not necessarily move on, but find the Tyron Smith and Zeke Elliott's of the future and that type of thing. And maybe they know that next year we might be better suited for this than now uh, i don't know that i'd be all in on a guy like jimmy you know i mean if you could a, a good example to me would be go get a minchu type of course the eagles aren't going to help him but somebody cheap that's been around the block the andy dalton types as opposed to a, a real pick for a guy
0: like jimmy mason rudolph maybe is a name oh
1: everyone here wants him to go there I'm yeah
0: <laughs> It's the first thing you see. Dak's going to be out for half the season, and right ers fans like, oh, maybe Jimmy G. Every Steelers fan, oh, maybe yeah, maybe this is when we send, oh yeah, a Mason Rudolph somewhere and get a draft pick. Um, and it, you know, if teams are willing to let go of a quarterback, that's probably not someone who's going to come save your season anyway. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, and they're um,
1: not going to be ready this week, you know, I mean, right? So, if it's you know it.
0: If it's four weeks, you have no choice but to go with Cooper Rush. Right, right, right. And if it's eight weeks, is that even enough? Because it, it'll take a few weeks. And if it saves you four wins, that could be the difference. Is that worth a, a day two pick or whatever it would cost to trade for a, a certain quarterback? Um, how much better is Mason Rudolph than Cooper Rush? Right. And I mean, so there, there's a lot of questions there for the Dallas Cowboys. And is this a sunk season anyway if your offensive line is going to be that bad? That, that's the big question.
1: Right. And the weapons are, I mean, you're counting on James Washington to come back. Like, Best so of luck with
0: that. you know. My biggest takeaway at the end of that game was, uh, obviously, it was a 19-3 to win of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, but there was a pretty good wide receiver out there for free all offseason long that the Dallas Cowboys could have gone and, and got that would have helped a lot in Julio Jones. So, yeah. And he looked pretty good. He did not look like he was done. And actually, I saw an interesting stat about Julio Jones. I guess according to the GPS stuff at practice, he clocked the fastest time on their offense. At wow. Practice. Running speed, yeah. Wow,
1: that's, that's surprising. surprising. I, I kind of thought he couldn't his, run anymore. You know,
0: I think maybe his build-up speed is still there, but it's the short area quicks mm-hmm. that he might not have quite as as much as he used to because he was an alien. He was a freak of nature with how well he could move at his size. But uh Julio Jones looked like he had a little bit left in the tank for Tom Brady and those Buccaneers. And obviously Mike Evans with a spectacular one handed uh, touchdown catch. And so the Buccaneers are, are. There were some questions about their offensive line. It looks like they're getting through it a lot better than the Cowboys are.
1: Yeah, and. Great debut for the head coach, Todd Bowles, who I'm a fan of. I thought their defense was exceptional. You know, you can look at Dallas and all the problems, but Tampa Bay causes a lot of problems as well, as I think they will, you know, you know across the season, especially when on Tampa's D. Um, I do worry about the Tampa's offensive line, but I think you said this well a couple times leading up to the year is if you can put a full 17 games of high-quality play between Julio and Godwin, who – wasn't himself and left this game Another injury type guy, then you'll be fine. You know, you mix in the gauges and Perryman's and those guys and Evans is your one. You'll be fine. Brady will make it work.
0: And Julio was moving around a lot better than Chris Godwin. And you have to ask the yeah. question, did they bring back Chris Godwin too soon? Another injury from this game. And I think it was a hamstring injury, right. which you know, something that that happens when you come back from a, a major injury, like he had with his knee. That was not that long ago. It was late in the season, week 15, I believe when, when Chris Godwin tore his ACL so uh, did they bring him back too soon it looks like with Julio and Mike Evans they're going to be okay in the short term but uh, obviously that is an injury to monitor and I think clearly the answer is yeah they brought Godwin back a little bit too soon
1: I would imagine I always have a hard time commenting on injuries but that never it was always you know all of us fantasy people where should I take Godwin and Michael Thomas well one of them sure looked like he was fine, and the other one quickly did not look like he was fine. I mean, you just never know on these things. And I think it is safe to say that yeah, they probably brought him back too soon.
0: You know, it's funny is I have both Julio Jones and Chris Godwin in our Peacock and Williamson fantasy oh, league. Do. Yeah, and well, I got Godwin one of them. And started Jones, so I, I think I'm in an okay spot there. Okay, uh, okay. although my roster is is hurt, is hurting. It's it's not a great <laughs> roster. I've got an uphill battle in that league. That that, oh, that is for sure. I think it's thin, dude. Yeah, <laughs> He's and 14 teamers. So yeah. good luck to the rest of the folks in that league. Uh, I, I, I've got an uphill battle to make the playoffs really quick. Some other injuries and we'll come back tomorrow. Once these MRIs, yeah, I know, are back, we'll have a lot more information, um, uh, we'll we'll circle back here with T.J. With Watt in a second. Looks like maybe a torn peck there. Najee Harris as well. Steelers running back injured. Uh, T. Higgins in that game with the Steelers in the the Cincinnati Bengals was hurt. Mac Jones has a back injury for the New England Patriots who looked awful. Uh, Elijah Mitchell has a knee injury, only lasted a quarter for the San Francisco 49ers. And Keenan Allen left the game early for the Chargers. But uh, you're plugged into the Steelers. Can you give us any more info really quick here about T.J. Watt and Najee Harris?
1: Yeah, and sure looks like the Bengals better find a new long snapper, too. I mean, <laughs> I think that can be arranged. You should have led with that story. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I don't know. I will know probably in the next couple of hours. We're recording this in the noon hour here Monday. I'm assuming Watt will miss significant time. Um, I guess, trust me, I've done a lot of homework on pec strains and tears in the last 24 hours. Big Brother had one. He only missed, like eight games, six to eight games. Uh Cam Hayward here had one, missed the remainder of the season, then came back and was better than ever. I guess there's three different degrees of them, but all of them are four to six, eight to ten, or season-ender. I think those are your three options. Najee didn't look good, but, I mean, I, I a lot of people think that could be a high ankle sprain, which that could be all year long, Lumen, you know?
0: Yeah, those high ankle sprains are brutal. tough and take a long time to – recover from so mm-hmm. bad news there for the Steelers as far as the uh we got a win but boy yeah, rough day did, did squeak out a win uh some other teams we need to ask the question are they in trouble I think the answer is yes for the Dallas Cowboys we'll get to the Patriots Titans 49ers and Cards who all lost in week one next and then some other teams are they good that maybe we didn't expect like the Giants and the Texans the Falcons the Bears a uh, ton to get to from week one coming up But first I want to let the folks out there know about Brightco and come on, we we all hate insurance, right? Uh, Until (laughs) we actually need it. And these folks at Brightco turn the whole experience around. So it's probably the easiest thing you can do for yourself this week to get that jewelry or ring or watch insured. There's no excuses anymore. For five bucks a month, you can get a totally comprehensive coverage for your jewelry and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone or your computer to get done. So check it out at bright.co slash locked on. And by the way, at bright.co, you can find a ton of videos on some, uh, I mean, just hilarious ways that folks lose their jewelry. And especially when they are trying to have a a really fancy engagement, especially near bodies of water, which, you know, come on, don't do it. I I saw another one. (laughs) It wasn't even on, on bright.co forward slash locked on. You can find some of these videos. I saw another one over the weekend that was uh, a, a gentleman who was, proposing to his wife and look like they maybe had a, a child involved that was that was trying to help out and open up the the box and oh, the kids the will screw everything and, up yeah never <laughs> let the kids around. Expensive. come on i uh, have a fake ring for the kid to bring out um and it goes ding 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 whoosh, right in the the crack of the pier right into the water uh, and it's amazing how often that happens so don't let that happen to you get insured go to bright.co slash locked on you can see some of those hilarious videos there as well Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. For your second listen, make sure you are checking out your team's coverage right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All the NFL teams, every sport, you name it, you have your own show for your team right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Matt, the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, are 100% in trouble. Uh, And just because of the Dak injury and how they looked, I don't even think that's in the overreaction category of them being in trouble for the 2022 season. So other teams didn't look great in week one, and we know that those things can turn around quickly. So I want to ask the question about some of these other teams here, if they are in trouble, namely the new England Patriots, Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. Let's start with the Patriots. Mac Jones has a back injury that will have a factor in it, but they couldn't score against uh, the Miami dolphins. And by the way, those first year head coaches Finding a lot of success yeah. in week one around the NFL, uh, including the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel. And there was only one head coach in history that's had a bigger advantage in head coach wins over another <laughs> head coach. And the the guy with zero wins, and now one win, and Mike McDaniel was the winner against Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. Are the Pats in trouble, man?
1: Well, I mean, there's no way of ignoring preconceived pre-regular season notions and all the homework we did. I mean, uh, you can't just change your mind with one game. I've been studying these teams every day, whether there's games or not. And I was worried about Dallas. I was very down on the Titans and Patriots. And I feel like I'm justified on those two. You know, I mean, I look at New England's roster and just think there's not very many good players. All the offense in the preseason was... Let's be kind and call it disjointed, but really it was miserable. Um, they have no team speed whatsoever on offense, and you're going through a scheme change. And I think the old scheme fit Mac Jones better than the new scheme. Um, they sure could use Dante Scarnecchia coaching up that O line. And Miami threw a lot at them, and they were miserable. I mean, that was as bad of an offensive performance outside of the monsoon game that you watched. That you know that, that, that we saw brutal.
0: Yeah, and you can't blame that Patriots offense on the weather either. No. And uh, clearly there's questions about the process there and having a defensive coach and a special teams coach coaching yep. the offense, right? And Bill Belichick, no doubt, is involved there as well. That it hasn't worked yet. It didn't look. The idea seemed bad, looked bad in the preseason, now has looked bad week one of the regular season. They were <laughs> yeah. able to take one touchdown pass from Mac Jones, and Mac Jones' line wasn't terrible. He's was 21 of 30 passing. Um, fine. Yeah, 213 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was out by his former uh, Alabama teammate, Tua Tagovailoa, who was 23 33 passing for 270 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, a 104.4 passer rating, by the way, for Tua in that game. Um, but I, I got to believe, because I – and maybe this is just, you know, the bias of what I already thought about the Patriots. Uh, I got to believe you put them in the, yes, they are in trouble category.
1: And, of course – Dak could come back and they could go on an eight game winning streak. Belichick could get this all figured out. Folks, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We know that. I've made this mistake every week one of my life. But I already had problems with them, and those problems were exacerbated watching them in live football and go into Miami in week one, look like a buzzsaw. Any way you cut it, just weather and fatigue and all those things. And they always struggle there. Uh, They come here next week and they won't, you know, the Sealers won't have Watt. Maybe that goes better. But, boy, I mean, <laughs> I always look at it through a Steeler lens. I'm excited to play the Patriots next week. You know, they look awful.
0: Absolutely. Uh, 27 was the final there as the Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots in week one. Congrats to Mike McDaniels for getting yeah. his first NFL win.
1: Real quick, How about, BP, yeah. like you, you you can't help but look at the Patriots and say, you're definitely third in your division right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Right.
1: Uh, I, I mean, maybe worse. I,
0: I thought the Rams looked better. There was a question about, you know, you never know what a new coaching staff is going to look like. You never know how everything is going to come together, but man, just watching those two te- two teams, one has a lot of team speed and one has no team speed.
1: Exactly. exactly. And
0: I don't know what the Patriots hang their hat on. Mac Jones, isn't going to put a team on his back mm. and go, you know, win a super bowl without help. And he's not getting help in the offensive line. Doesn't have a lot of playmakers and they're worse on defense.
1: Right. I just don't see it.
0: I don't see it either. What do you see with the uh, Tennessee Titans? And I I don't want to, you know, pat myself on the back here, but there was a lot of Titans fans that were upset with us, Matt, with our predictions episodes leading into the season. We didn't have them making the playoffs. We didn't have them winning the division. Uh, We were taking the under on their over under win total. And I thought for sure they were going to pull this game out even late. I still thought they were going to pull it out and they did not. They, the, the New York Giants first year head coach, Brian Dable, uh, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, they came back, the New York Giants, on the road to beat the Titans in Tennessee 21-20, or the Titans in trouble, Matt. Uh,
1: This one I want to rewatch, and I definitely will this week, because I was like you and kind of, I was glued to the Steeler game, of course, and there was so much action going on at the same time. And I just kept thinking, oh, they'll put the Giants away. And then Saquon's running crazy on these guys. But you look at the box score, It's not bad for Tennessee. Tannehill played fine. The running game was fine. They spread the ball around, you know, yards per play, time of possession, um, other box score scouting stuff, you know, like turnovers, weren't massively in the Giants' favor. So I'm I'm curious to look at it and see, you know, what went wrong in the second half? Because this game was 13-0 Tennessee at the half. And you know the uh, the Giants end up scoring 21 points in the second half to win this thing. You know they were shut out in the first half. I I kind of want to give the Giants more credit than I want to kill the Titans, but I've been killing the Titans all off season, and I thought they were in trouble to begin with. But the division doesn't look brutal either, so I'm I don't want to say they're in trouble already because Indy didn't exactly look great. But I think this is a step back for Tennessee this year, and that's what I believe from the start.
0: Giants were feeding Saquon Barkley uh, six catches and and 18 carries for a hundred and almost 200 total yards there. And man, he was looking explosive, which was really good to see for the Giants and for your fantasy team. If you have Saquon Barkley, I I mean, uh, talk about overreaction. If you had to redraft fantasy leagues, where would you put Saquon Barkley right now? Top three pick. He was he was in the second round in most drafts.
1: I know. And I got him there like crazy.
0: Uh, He was my RB six.
1: So. Like you'd much rather have him than Najee Harris, you know some of the guys that went way ahead of him. I mean, I think he's an easy first rounder. I had him there to begin with, but seeing this was great, and he's back, and the volume's there.
0: Both quarterbacks in this game had really good ratings. Daniel Jones ended ended up seventeen of twenty one. It was only one hundred and eighty eight mm-hmm. yards. You know, it wasn't you know a big time hate throwing haymakers out there, but he was efficient, and he and he helped that team win one hundred and fifteen passer rating. Only four incompletions on the day, two touchdowns, one interception. Ryan Tannehill was 20 of 33, 266 yards, a couple of touchdowns. So it wasn't quarterback play that let either one of these teams down. Uh, To me, it was the explosiveness of Saquon Barkley and what they were able to do there on offense for the Giants versus Derrick Henry, who looked pedestrian in this game. And 21 carries, you know, they they fed him like they always do. 21 carries, only 82 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. And it was really his backup, Dontrell Hilliard, the sort of third down receiver receiving back we had a, t- a couple of touchdown passes. It was the entire offense for the Titans.
1: Yeah, he showed some juice. You know, I mean, I think Hilliard's you know, promising, but he's not going to imitate Henry. Uh, I, I just think that this offense's ship has kind of sailed a little bit.
0: We're going to ask the questions, are they good, about the, the New York Giants here in a second. To answer the question, are they in trouble, it's sort of uh, the, the preseason bias again. I, I don't think the Titans are in trouble like they're going to be drafted in the top five, but mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. they are in trouble if you're trying to make the playoffs in a very, very difficult AFC. So I would put them in the same category as the Patriots, where they're pretty much right where I thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. and I wasn't high on them coming into the year.
1: And, and there won't be a competitor, we'll put it that way
0: you know, especially when you see
1: the big dogs in the AFC.
0: So nobody has won a game in the NFC West yet this week. The San Francisco 49ers lost in a monsoon to the Chicago Bears, which on paper should have been a mismatch in the other direction. And the Arizona Cardinals came out really flat and just looked completely overmatched mm-hmm. uh, against the the Kansas City Chiefs in week one. What do you think about those teams in the West, the 49ers and the Cardinals? Are they in trouble?
1: Uh, radar just went up a little bit, you know, like... Those those three teams, Dallas, Patriots, Titans. I think, yeah, they're in trouble. The other ones, I just kind of wrote down and put a question mark. Like, eh, I'm open to the idea that things didn't go as planned. I expected more. I'm going to blame the weather with your Niners more than anything, and I might just blame the Chiefs being awesome is in the other <laughs> in the other situation. Right.
0: You know. I, I was a little bit work. War- this is always going to be planted in our head and this is unfair to Kyler Murray, but this is always going to yeah. be there now with the, with the stipulation they put in his contract and I'm watching him through a different lens now and it's totally unfair to him, but I'm watching him not recognize free blitzers off the edge. I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching him not recognize things. And I'm thinking, Oh man, is that a lack of film work? Is, sure. is Kyler Murray ever going to take that next step? And, uh, and, and he showed a lot of that. But again, I think with the Cardinals and the 49ers, you nailed it. You, if there's any game in week one, you can't take too much. From it's a, it's a game where they're playing in a kiddie pool, it looked like, um, <laughs> right, it was insane, for, for, especially yeah. in the fourth quarter um, with a couple of young quarterbacks. I think there's those mm-hmm. teams are going to be highly volatile just because of the, the youth of their quarterbacks and how they develop anyway. And I was impressed with neither one of those quarterbacks folding, which I think bodes well for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but not even
1: the playing field and Bosa is right. not going to give any get off against the bad tackle and all the mismatches you had are gone, you know,
0: in the, the, the 49ers, let him hang around. They, they dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides in the first half of the game. And then uh, that, you know, kind of got a little tired. There was a lot of penalties, which I think is something that happens a lot. You know, just awkwardness, weird one, weird week one odd, oddities that are going to happen around the league. So I, I think that one game with the 49ers and Bears, you can't take too much away from and i think you're right i think if you ask the question who are the elite teams in the league after one week you have to put the chiefs in there uh oh yeah and maybe that's just the the cardinals ran into a buzz saw. the chiefs are still really good patrick mahomes still really good without tyree kill uh you have to put the bills in that category and who else do you have to put in that category you probably have to put the the chargers after week one in that category yeah. of the, the true elites in the nfl
1: Yeah. And again, a lot of this is what you thought of them coming in, but I thought those three are kind of standing out as the best teams in the league. And then I would draw a line under the rest. It just so happens they all play in the AFC. So we can't see both of them in the Super Bowl, and who knows if they're even going to be that good at that time. But Buffalo was awesome. Kansas city was awesome. Herbert was phenomenal. They'd be third for me, but I'm kind of proud of myself. My power ranks went, buffalo kansas city chargers so a little pat on the back um kind of a honorable mention i would say to the bucks eagles vikings and ravens i think that they all either held serve tampa or increased their stock a little bit to me the eagles vikings and ravens
0: i have a note on the vikings as well because i would have put them in the are they good category before this week and i was very impressed like like miami Right. Yes, exactly. So we'll get to them next and then we'll answer the question. Are they good for a couple of teams in the NFL that we didn't expect as much from? Plus, make our picks for Broncos at Seahawks Monday night football. And if you want to get involved on Monday night and have a little fun playing daily fantasy sports, you can do that with prize picks. Prize picks is super fun, super easy. All you do is you pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. In fact, it's so easy I can make a pick right now on Monday night football while I'm on my phone, while I'm also <laughs> talking about uh this this app. It's so fun, Price. I'm going to do you it right can, now. Go, yeah, go do it right now. <laughs> and, uh, what the, what those projections are for, you know, Russell Wilson to go big against uh against his old team on Monday night football. It's always a lot of fun and uh Russell Wilson 260.5 passing yards is is the, the number. I, I think I might want to go over that in week one, a little revenge game action, although the revenge games weren't as, um, as lopsided as maybe some no. people fought around the league in week one. So go to prize picks right now, open the app or go to prizepicks.com to find those projections and go win yourself up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not just NFL daily fantasy sports, either major league baseball, NBA uh, golf, college sports, motor sports, combat sports, you name it, they have it at prize picks entries can be made quick and easy i could have just done it while i'm talking and safe and easy and fast withdrawals of your money that you win as well so download the prize picks app go to prizepicks.com sign up to play daily fantasy sports you can receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit if you deposit 100 you get 100 to play with if you deposit 50 you get 50 to play with don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. So quickly Matt the on the are they good front. Yeah. I would put Dolphins Vikings in there and I think the answer is yes because there was evidence yeah. that they were going to be competitive and good and man the Vikings dominated the Packers that 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 was a little bit of a shocker and maybe are, are they in trouble you might want to put the Green Bay Packers in that just because of again similar to the Cowboys the offensive line play wasn't good without Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins and where were the weapons even when you get a guy open he's dropping touchdown passes you know rookies dropping passes out there for Aaron Rodgers so that had to be frustrating for them they couldn't get anything going and the Vikings. First year head coach looked like a completely different team than we saw last year, somewhat like the Dolphins. Um, But on the are they good side, the New York Giants, the Chicago Bears and the Texans and Falcons, I think, are are the ones that really are like, okay, Mm -hmm. those might be vying for the top four picks in the NFL draft this year. Uh, And all of them nearly won their week one matchups.
1: So we said, what, four teams? We already talked about the Bears, so I'm kind of just going to set them to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, valiant sure. effort, root, rooting for fields, weather. Um, yeah. I think the three, I think you just said, were Giants, Texans, Falcons? Yes. And I'm going to say, no, they're not good. Um, I'm going to stick with that. I, I really think all three of those teams are very much lacking in talent. But this time last year, we were asking that same thing about the Bengals who had just had to make the third pick in the draft a minute ago. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I will say Houston giants, Atlanta, especially giants in Atlanta, they might be really well coached, you know, like Atlanta got more wins out of a bad team last year than they should have. I really liked what Dave all did. Lovey's absolutely an NFL head coach, you know, and they're starting to give him some things to work with. So, I don't think any of those teams will be quite the pushovers we thought. I mean, maybe after a couple injuries they will be and their talent will be exposed, but I think they're well coached.
0: Yep, I I don't think you can put a a number, a win total on exactly how important it is to find the right head coach. And I think the Giants and Bears, the early returns, look very good for those teams that were competitive and came back in those football games against teams that, uh, on paper, they should have lost to. And most people picked them to lose against this year. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So that's promising. Great first yeah. step, you know. Are they are they good? I'm not willing to go there yet, but great first step. Promising week one.
0: All right, or make Miami, your
1: I'm sorry, Miami and Minnesota are kind of a different beast. Like, yes, they might be good.
0: Different beast. Let's wait and yeah, find yeah. out if they're good, good or not. Okay, yeah, real yeah. quick, Matt, we got 30 seconds. Do you want? Uh, are you picking the Broncos, giving up six and a half points on the road against the Seahawks, or do you think the Seahawks have a chance to upset these? Denver Broncos
1: I'm torn I'm gonna lay the points I think Russell explodes in his old neighborhood and they're just much more talented
0: I think for the long haul of the season I think maybe the Seahawks were talking about the uh are they good category maybe being underrated but I don't see how they cannot lose big to Russell Wilson yeah. and the Denver Broncos here in week one that's it for us thanks everybody for listening back tomorrow